Well, hey there. Thanks so much for joining us on the Hope Fellowship Church podcast. If these messages have blessed your life, go ahead and subscribe by clicking the subscribe button inside the podcast app. And if your life has been impacted by this ministry, would you consider supporting it financially so that we can continue to love God, love people, and prove it? You can give by visiting hope615.com slash give. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you are blessed through today's message. 2009, um, God allowed me for one full year uh, to serve as the interim pastor at a little church in Nashville called Donaldson View Baptist Church. And while I was at Donaldson View Baptist Church as interim pastor, it was during that season that God really began to stir up in my heart this whole idea of planting a church. And at Donaldson View, I would always show up. They had a traditional Sunday school hour followed by the worship service. And, and I would get there during the Sunday school time. And I'd go into the sanctuary and, and hardly anybody was in there yet. But I would be in there just to observe as, as all the people began to come into the sanctuary. And I'm going to tell you what. They were the sweetest people I believe I've ever met. And the biblical community that they modeled to one another and and to me and to our family, it was incredibly powerful. And you know, we have these signs outside that say, you belong here. And I'm going to tell you, I, I felt like I truly belonged. It was just one of those kinds of places. And, and so once you see that, and once you personally experience that, you can't help but want that for, for your family and for your friends, and, and for what you sense God is stirring up inside of you. you. You want that for your grandkids, and you desire for that kind of church to be a, something you can be a part of. And, and so during that season, God confirmed all of that in my heart, that this is what he was leading me to. But not just for me, not just for my kids, not just for my grandkids, but for my friends in this community, for the people who were my neighbors, for the people who were searching to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, as I look back at 2009 and I think about all that happened, it's pretty amazing to me that God was giving me this dream and this vision for the church that we didn't even know what it was going to be called. But listen to me, at the very same time, and some of you are in this room, God was placing that same dream and that same vision in your heart to be a part of what has now become hope fellowship church. The Bible talks about this. I want to show you a couple of pieces of scripture tonight. Look with me in the New Testament book of Acts. And in the last days, scripture says, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. And even on my servants, both men and women, Scripture says, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. And everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And so I'm, I'm reading through the book of Acts back in 2009 while I'm at Donaldson View and trying to figure out everything God's leading me to. And I would just say this, maybe you're in this room tonight and you feel like God is preparing you for ministry. I would suggest you go read the New Testament book of Acts <laughs> because it may very well be that you're having what, what old Henry Blackaby calls a crisis of belief. But when you go to the book of Acts, 
All that crisis is answered by God's faithfulness. I, I was having a crisis of belief. Here were the questions I was asking. God, can I really do in this? God, will you really provide if we take this step of faith? God, if we were to start a church, what if nobody shows up? And then perhaps the biggest question of all, it required me to leave my ministry job with the Tennessee Baptist Convention. God, what if no one tithes? I won't get a paycheck, Lord. What are you going to do about that? But once again, I have been reminded on this journey, dear friends, God is so very faithful. And so as we prepare to launch this campaign that we're calling Hope for the House, what my prayer is that all of us in this room, that our faith will grow together. My prayer is that we understand that just as God has been faithful to us, that we too, as his people, will be faithful to what he's calling us to do. I love to think about this. I've been dreaming about this, and some of that's come to fruition right here in this school but I'll say this over and over again until we finally land in this place. I feel like the best years for our church are still ahead of us. And so as I dream the dream and have visions about what I believe God can do, I dream about our kids' ministry. If you've ever been out there, yeah, it is what it is. Portable walls that really don't hold the kids in very well. But my dream for the kids' ministry is that we would continue to reach children and young families with the gospel. I want our children at Hope Fellowship Church, listen, I want my grandchildren, Shiloh and Judah, to be so excited about Sunday morning that they can't wait to go to church. I want that to happen. For our youth ministry, we've seen God do incredible things, but my prayer is that we would reach even more teenagers than we could ever dream or imagine of reaching. And then... I want to see those teenagers stay engaged. My prayer is that they would stay at Hope Fellowship Church. And after they graduate high school, they could get involved in collegiate ministry. And then as some of them would get engaged, we could walk alongside them for premarital counseling. And then they could have their wedding at Hope Fellowship Church. And then after that, they could have a baby. And the baby's now in our kids' ministry. And then after that, we're going to dedicate their babies. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, we look back. And we've, yeah, y'all are like, What? This is real, my friends. But we can say, look at the faithfulness of Almighty God, generation upon generation, trusting in the Lord with all of our heart. I'm continuing to dream that we would be a church that understands what true discipleship is all about, according to Scripture, that we would be disciples who make disciples. I'm praying that we will embrace the New Testament model of oikos, extended family, and that God will use each of us to impact the people who are closest to us with the message of the life-changing gospel. But here's what you all need to be reminded of. I have to remind myself every day. We can't accomplish this task in our own strength. We cannot do this on our own. Look, look at Psalm 127 with me. This is the key theme verse for the Hope for the House campaign. Scripture says this in Psalm 127 verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. And so this is our prayer. Heavenly Father, guide us. Heavenly Father, lead us. 
Heavenly Father, build this house for your glory. Now, let me share with you a quick of just some of the things that we've seen God do in this first eight years at Hope Fellowship Church. Since 2011, we have seen 176 people surrender their lives to Jesus Christ through baptism. We have provided Christmas gifts to 362 at-risk children. Our largest attended worship gathering was Easter Sunday of 2018. 520 people gathered to celebrate Resurrection Sunday. What a day that was. We have provided, this is mind-boggling, over 10,000 meals in our community. Some of you don't even realize that every single weekend we're feeding at-risk children from Rock Springs, that we continue to assist in a ministry to the Laverne High School football team. We've served over 300 children through Vacation Bible School Outreach. We've partnered to help fund and support nine missionary families right here out of our own church. Gotta love this one. We've given away at least 125,000 candy-filled Easter eggs. Probably more. Dentists in our community love us. And then I don't think this made the list. No, it didn't. But only the good Lord knows how many lifesavers breath mints we've given away. (laughs) Can I get a witness? (laughs) Well, let me share some goals uh, with you about the financial campaign we're entering into. And let me say this too. Uh, Tonight, um, we're going to give you, we've taken the time to put together a couple of incredible resources. There's a 12-page booklet that... Part of this I'm going to talk about with you tonight, and then part of it you can read this. Make sure you get one of these tonight before you leave, the Hope for the House brochure, and then an incredible commitment card. I'll talk about that in just a moment. But let me just talk with you about some financial goals. Our two-year goal in this campaign is $1.5 million, and let me tell you how that works. First of all, we're talking about what we call hope for the family. Uh, What I want you to know is Each year, we set a ministry budget for the full year. Right now, in the year of 2019, our ministry budget for the whole year is about $438,000. $438,000 for the entire ministry of the church for one year. So, So here's what our goal is. Over the next two years, in 2020 and 2021, we really don't want to increase that budget at all. And so we're saying our proposal is for the next two years to stay right where we are, which comes up to two years times $450,000 is $900,000. Now you're like, well, I thought you said $1.5 million. And so let me show you how this works. Then the hope for the house part of this campaign represents $600,000, $300,000 in additional funds given annually over two years. Now, I have a visual aid to help you understand this. Are you ready for this? Some people actually think this is a model of a church underneath there. How many of you thought that? Just raise your hand. Anybody? You're like, well, that's a church. It's going to show us what the church is going to look like. You're about to be very disappointed. This is not a church. All right. Yeah. I think this is probably this is probably the best way for me to explain how this campaign is going to work. If you could think about two buckets just for a moment, 
Wow, look, two buckets. And the idea is simply this, that every single month over the next two years, starting in January, the very first priority we will have as a church is to fill the monthly ministry bucket. Our goal will be to stay within the confines of our budget for the whole year, but every month we want to meet that budget. And then when we meet the monthly budget, watch what happens. Okay? Now, now here's what's going to happen. I've already put some budget money in here. But as we, good grief, this is a large bucket. I didn't know it would take this long. But as we fill the ministry, oh, look what's happening. Oh, wait. Okay, can you see this? So what's happening now is our monthly budget has been met and all the extra giving is, is spilling over into the Hope for the House budget. Y'all want to give some more money right now to Hope for the House? Well, let's just keep giving. Here we Let's just keep doing this. Whoa, is anybody recording this? I hope so. Okay, this probably is, I should stop now because I don't feel real good about the security. I just saw something falling apart. Okay. If you like the visual aid, will you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Ah, thank you. Okay. That was fun. Isn't that awesome? But imagine with me the two buckets. And so every single month, our goal will be to first fill the ministry bucket for the month to meet the needs, the ongoing needs of what we're doing at Hope Fellowship Church. But then, and you know, it might be that two weeks into the month, we meet that monthly budget. Everything else will overflow into the Hope for the House budget. Now, let's talk about why we're raising this money. Why in the world are we doing this, Kent? I love this school, you say. I mean, it's not bad. It's really not. But unfortunately, the the Rutherford County Board of Education has said, you can't meet in our school forever. They put limitations on the timelines of how long churches can meet in schools. And at the same time, we also know that we're really not putting our best foot forward in ministry by continuing to stay in portable church mode. We can't stay here forever. So here we are. Here's what I'm saying. Even though we don't know exactly where God is leading us, we know that we have to be prepared when the Lord opens the door for what is next. I don't think I have to tell you much about what's happening in our current real estate market. All you have to do is think about someone who has a nice home that they've taken care of and they put it on the market. And oftentimes, within 24 hours, they have multiple offers on that property. The same is true as we look for a piece of land or an existing building. As a church, we have to be financially prepared to go to the table with a significant financial down payment so that we might walk through that door. So what do we need to do? I'm asking you tonight to begin to do three things. Number one is to make a commitment to pray. We're launching 21 days of prayer. Jared's going to come up in just a minute and explain how 21 days of prayer works. I'm asking you to commit to pray. The second thing I'm asking you to do is to make a sacrifice. Now, tonight we're not going to ask you to fill out a commitment card. We want you, if first of all, if you're married, to talk to your spouse and pray about this over the next month. Talk about it, pray about it, and see what God leads you to. If you're single, the same thing for you. Man, just take time to go before the Lord and say, God, what would you have me to do in this campaign? So we want you to prepare to sacrifice. Here's what I do know. If you're in this room, 
And let's say you're a young family and maybe you're even a one-income family and you've got two or three kids. You are not going to be able to most likely give at the same level as someone who's like an empty nester couple and both of them are working and like their mortgage, their home is paid off. So we're not asking everyone to give the same amount financially toward this campaign, but instead we're asking everyone to sacrifice equally, no matter where you're at and no matter how God is providing for you right now. And then a step number three we would ask you to do is just expect to grow. Before we even started tonight, someone was sharing a testimony with me about how God has used seasons of prayer, emphasis like the 21 days of prayer, to grow them spiritually. And so I believe God's going to grow us not only during the season of prayer, but over the next two years as individuals. My prayer is that you'll have a spirit of expectation instead of saying, oh, our church is doing one of those fundraising campaigns. No, to say, man, I'm so excited. I'm praying about what God might do as we as his people come together in unity with a great expectation for what is next for us. And if you're a parent of small kids, what an incredible teaching opportunity this season is as well. I mean, your kids need to understand what generosity is all about. Why couldn't we over the next two years allow our children to, to set up a lemonade stand in their, in their neighborhood and let them be a part of helping raise monies to go toward this Hope for the House campaign? Why can't they do that? I heard about a pastor uh, that he was strongly convicted and his goal for his church was that they would never, ever have to go to a bank. And so for two or three years, that's, that's all they did. They, had, they sold lemonade, and they had yard sales and bake sales. And, but the whole church got involved in helping them reach a goal for the glory of God's kingdom. Let me share another verse with you. You might say, man, I just don't know about this. I'm not sure about this. Let me remind you of what the New Testament book of Mark says. Listen to Jesus' words, Mark 9, 23. Everything is possible for those who believe. Everything is possible for those who believe. I'm believing with all of my heart. I believe God has something so great, yet he's asking us to just be faithful. He wants us to follow him, to trust him with all of our heart, and to be obedient before Jared comes, let me remind you again, these two resources we want to give you tonight, the Hope for the House booklet and the Hope for the House commitment card. Let me explain the commitment card to you. And we'll, we'll have more of these every week, every Sunday as we gather for worship. But you have until Sunday, November 17th, we're asking you to take a month and, and pray through this. And then we'll have a commitment Sunday on Sunday, November 17th. I believe that's the Sunday before Thanksgiving as we'll come together as a church and say, God, as you empower me and in, in my greatest gift of faith, here's what I believe you're leading me to do in this campaign. Jared, are you close by? Come on up here, my friend, my son, my brother in Christ. Mm -hmm. How about that? We, uh, I do want to take a minute to talk to you guys about uh, 21 days of prayer. But first, uh, how y'all feeling? Y'all feeling all right? Hey, let's try this again. How y'all feeling? Y'all feeling all right? I, uh, there's this moment in the Bible where Jesus is talking with some people, right? And, and Jesus, when he was on earth, uh, he continued to have problems with the church. 
it was this weird thing, right? Like, like he'd go around and, and you would assume Jesus to walk in the door of the church and be like, my people, I finally arrived. And uh, every time Jesus seems to walk into a church, he's just kind of like, this is not, not the point. This is not what we're aiming for. And there was this moment that was kind of similar to that where Jesus said this, and um, it's in Mark eleven seventeen. 17. It said, as he was teaching them and saying to them, is it not written? that my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. And while I don't think anyone would refer to Hope Fellowship Church as a den of robbers, uh, I, I do think it's, it's really easy for us to make church what we want it to be rather than what Jesus said it will be. And my nervousness in that is, is, is if Jesus Christ walks in the doors of this church today, would he look at us and say, these are my people? Or would he say, I, th- I think you guys have made it something else? And so for the next 21 days as a church, we're walking together in prayer because that is indeed what Jesus has called us to be. And we believe that God has the best days ahead of us for Hope Fellowship Church. And if we're going to move forward to see what God has for the future of this, this church, we should probably start taking Jesus' advice right now. And so for the next 21 days, we're going to pray together. And I'm going to share with you how we're going to do that. Every single morning, we're going to release a video of the prayer prompts for the day. And uh, you can see that on Instagram. You'll be able to see that on Facebook. And if you are not on social media at all, you can log into hope615.com. You'll be able to click the blog. And every day, we'll be releasing the, pr- releasing the video and the prayer prompts for that day. The videos are going to be short. They're just to give you the material for the day. And then what we're asking you to do is after seeing that video, would you stop wherever you're at? And would you take as much time as the Lord would lead you to read the scripture we give you for the day and to pray over those prompts together? And then at the end of this 21 days of prayer, we're going to together look at how would God call us to fast? What would God call me to, to, to stay away from for a week before we ever come back together to make a decision about what we're going to commit ourselves to give over the next two years together? We believe if we're going to make that kind of decision, we should go to the Lord on it that we should not make a flippant decision just because we think we can, but we should really go to the Lord and say, Father, what do you have? What are your resources that you would have me pass forward? God, what would you have me to do? And so I wanna share with you a quick video. This is what they're gonna look like every morning. This is your video and prayer prompt for day one. So you guys go ahead and check it out. And so that is the prompts for day one. Every day for the next 21 days, you're going to be seeing one of these videos, and, uh, and that's just when you're going to take time to pause, seek the Lord, and pray. And so as a church, we're actually going to do that right now. We're going to start 21 days of prayer right here in this room together. And so I'm about to ask you to get up. So everybody take a deep breath in. Slowly release. I'm going to ask you to stand up. And what we're going to do, I would like you to move and find uh, about a group of two to four people. We don't want to do it at our whole table. I'd rather you split up, find groups of two to four people, and that you would get in a little prayer huddle. And and we're going to pray over these two prompts. Just to remind you, let's go ahead and move on to those two prompts for tonight. The first thing we're going to be praying for is that God would give us a future home. So find somebody in your huddle to pray out loud that God would indeed give us a future home. And then choose another person in your huddle that would then pray that we would together reach our oikos, the people we share influence with, for gospel, that we would be a people who make disciples. And so go ahead and stand up with this church. Go ahead and find two to four people that you can pray with. Take as much time as you need to pray, and then we'll close out in just a moment. Let's, uh, let's take a minute to pray together. Father, thank you so much.
that in this room is full of people praying to you and looking to you, Jesus. God, there were nights when this church was in the very beginning that there would be a word prepared to deliver and a time of worship prepared to have together in a living room. And God, we would just wonder if anybody's going to walk through the door at all tonight. And God, you were faithful then. And God, how amazing it is to look at a gym full of people all praying together because Jesus, we believe that you did. You left heaven, you came to this earth. You lived a perfect life and you modeled for us what it looks like to follow the king. You modeled for us what it looks like to be a child of the living God. But then Jesus, you went to the cross and you gave your life so that we too could live under the name of God again, that we could be right with God again, that the barrier of sin that had so separated us from our Father would be gone. And Jesus, we just say thank you for grace, say thank you for mercy, thank you for forgiving our sin, making us whole and giving us new life. And so tonight, Jesus, we ask and we beg you that you would provide a home for this church. Father, that you would give us a permanent place to call Fellowship Church where we could continue to gather, not just for the past eight years, but for another 80 years. A place that our children could learn that Jesus loves them, that one day teenagers would be baptized in the room, that people who are far from you would go from death to life. Father, you can do that. You hold all things in your hand. There is nothing outside of your hands. Father, every piece of land, it's yours. Every building, it's yours. Every dollar, it's yours, God. There is nothing we own that is not in your hands already. And so, God, we are begging and we are asking that you would give us a permanent home that we can see this church continue to reach people for the gospel for years and decades. And God, we cannot build this place without you. We cannot go there without you. And Father, we do not want to go anywhere without you. And so God, we ask you to lead us. We put our need in front of you. And God, as we look for this place and as we look for what it might be you have for us, God, would you keep in our minds that we are never to stop the mission of making disciples, that we are not able to ever sit idle and forget why it is that we all must know you, Jesus, that we are wrecked and helpless without your forgiving of our sins. Jesus, would you keep on the front of our minds and in our hearts that there are people who without you will spend eternity away from you. And it is our job, our assignment. It's what you created us for, that we could share that good news with others. And so, God, we pray for the hearts of every single person in our oikos, the heart of every person that we share influence with, God. This room of 175 people is not what this church is, God. This church is thousands upon thousands because we know thousands upon thousands of people who need to hear the gospel. Father, we represent so many more people than just that are in this room with us tonight, than just our family. God, we, we represent so many more in this community. And so, God, we pray for every single person we influence. You know their name. You created them in their mother's womb. You gave them breath. 
And Father, it is only you who can save them. And so, God, would you give us a burning desire to be a part of your plan to see them come to know you as Savior of their life? Father, would that be our purpose and our mission as your church? Father, would you keep this all in front of us? And so, God, please forgive our sin tonight. Father, forgive my sin. Forgive the collective sin of your church in the room tonight that we would declare that we are in this moment in need of so much of your grace and so much of your mercy. God, would you have mercy on this church? Father, that we would be a people that see your blessing come from heaven. Would you establish us as a house of prayer? Father, if my body is a temple, would it be a temple of prayer? And over the next 21 days, we all collectively submit ourselves to you, God, to be in in conversation and communion with you as we together seek you out. Father, would you hear the cry of your people? And Father, we anxiously look to your response, whether it be fire from heaven or something else. God, we anxiously await and expect that you will be a God who responds to the cries of your people. And so tonight, Father, we lift you up in worship. God, take us back to the place where we remember what it is you did in our lives that brought us to knowing your salvation. Lord, we look to you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for listening to the Hope Fellowship Church podcast. If you're interested in becoming more connected at Hope Fellowship Church, please visit hope615.com slash get connected.